The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about Max really the moment. I listen to dancing at the crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get me <laughs> <laughs> Tony is like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game changer. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Come on, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. Super weekend for Wexford man Joe Fortune as he led the Westmead Hurlers to a historic draw against... Oh dear. Wexford. Did that happen, Ben? Uh, it, it actually did, yeah. I, it took me a couple of days to... To comprehend that it actually did. Uh, look, it's not the end of the world. It's all about Saturday now. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's kind of crazy in that uh, in the grand scheme of things, it probably matters very, very little. It looks, ter- it looks terrible, but if we win on Saturday, we're through, and that's, that's the main thing. Yeah, well, we're joined by the legend that is Tom Dempsey to chat about what went wrong against Westmead and what we need to do to get the win in Nolan Park on Saturday. I'd love to be able to pinpoint, because I know we all we all know that there's loads of work going in. Everyone is doing their best. We love to pinpoint what is, what do we need to do? What do we need to change to get up to speed with some other counties, you know? Yeah, you know, before the weekend, and, and you know something... Ben, I, I think we're very, in Wexford, we're a little bit inclined to be either up in the sky or down on the ground. We've no great middle ground. But before last weekend, when we lost the minor to Leash, uh, you know, everybody was down. But if you look at the overall thing at an underage point, we're not in too bad of a place. I mean, I was at the 20s the other night and I know that you covered it with Keith and, and Ed last week. But, you know... Really, I think if we had have maybe had a little bit more belief in the start of the game, if we'd went out and hurled, I think we were some way put off by maybe the the, the actual physical size of the Kenny lads. That maybe we 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 didn't believe in ourselves. But at the end of the day, I think anybody leaving Carlo that evening would say that Wexford under twenty hurling is in as good a place as Kenny and maybe even slightly better. Because I I thought on the evening, not going back to that, but we were you know as good as them, but. We can really get ourselves down if we're not careful. But all right, Leash, they broke through this year. Offley broke through. I mean, Kilkenny and Dublin will have to be asking themselves about things in minor. Dublin were beaten in the under-20 by us. So it's a kind of a, it's 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 a fairly level playing field in Leinster at the moment. Uh, I don't think we're too far off, albeit the fact that we, uh, you know, the Saturday night resulted. It was not the best night I've ever spent at a game. And, and I think you were saying earlier, Gary, it came through a little bit in the commentary, but just just a little thing on the commentary before I start. Uh, I don't know if some of the listeners in Southeast Radio, just 
at the end of the game. You remember the, the last ball uh, that Jung Jack had at the goal, the last shot he took? Just yeah. as he struck it, we could see we were in a little box and we could actually see Spratt and myself, Billy, and Jerry Ford. Jerry's an incredibly passionate man, lads. You know, he, I don't think there's a more passionate uh, Wexford man than Jerry Ford. But we could actually see the, 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 the angle of the ball that was going to go wide before probably everybody else did. But just as poor old Spratt was about to open his mouth, Jerry hit the side of the um, window, the greatest bang. It was like a shot out of a gun, but every single plug came out of the wall. So it left Spratt <laughs> off air. And uh, I'd say there was uh, the whole of Southeast Radio. I was talking to a few of them after Shawnee Flood was telling me that they were left with music. They didn't even know whether we'd won or lost. He wasn't watching it on the telly. But um, anyway, Spratt gave Jerry a piece of his mind anyway. But we got plugged back in. But uh, it was right at the wrong time that we went off. But Billy Dodd, who's a great friend of mine, Billy is a f- football pundit on Southeast Radio. He just texted me to let me know that Kenny had won by a point. But... Uh, there was nobody injured anyway, Gary, so we were we were happy enough. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows you the passion, the passion and the ah, oh, you live it through it. And you were just saying there as well, Gary, that that you you know you were away and it, you, you feel so useless that you can do nothing about it. And it was just unfolding. I could see it, Ben, and, and that I could see it unfolding what was happening in front of my two eyes. I could see wide after wide. I could see our composure had been lost. I could see, and I, I, I do put down a little bit as well, lads. I put down the little bit of a fracad that we had at half time. You know, there was a, a few verbals on the sideline that turned into a bit of a tunnel incident. Uh, you know, nothing terribly bad, but it added to the confusion of everything that was happening up in Westmead. And I just, I just kept saying, I think in the radio commentary, I just have a bad feeling if we can't pull five or six points away, I did not want to see us three or two points up coming into injury time because it's it's Murphy's law really isn't it it always goes wrong and and uh, it very much did why why did we lose our composure it's it's a surpri- a bit surprising you know what let's be fair now about it then you know let's give Westmead let's give Joe Fortune the credit he deserves you know we're, we're very much we feel obliged almost that if, if we're not seen to beat a, a, what we would perceive as one of the weaker counties by a certain amount that it's an absolute disaster. But Joe Fortune is a very good, and Richie Flynn, they're very, very good guys. And I know that they have a lot of backing up there. They really had a good game plan the other evening. And the truth of the matter was, what they actually did, and I, I haven't seen it done terribly often, but they actually brought their corner forward, and he's a guy, uh, Niall Mitchell, big, tall fella. And they brought him back and didn't play him as a direct sweeper, really. They played him just outside the left halfback. So he kind of played right beside Aaron Craig, who has played with St. Anne's over the years. Uh, he's transferred back to Westmead. So he played beside him and he used to go across. But for every single puck out, Ben, for every single puck out, he was available. And also a player that was it's an incredible player, Tommy Doyle. But for, for some reason, and I, I suppose it is being a bit critical of our own uh, kind of tactics, we conceded the puck out almost for 45, 50 minutes to both Tommy Doyle and Aaron Craig. And it caused us major problems, you know. I mean, even in the first 15 minutes, Westmead had four or five wides. They could have been a little bit in better position. And then you got this feeling that they were about to break. We went three or four points up. But then just at that, they, they, they got a goal, an uncharacteristic goal. I mean, every goalkeeper will make an error at some points. But a big high ball by the aforementioned um, Niall Mitchell. Ball ended up in the net. And from that on then, I just kept saying to myself, Jesus, I wish we could just pull away from these guys. We got into half time. We were a point up. There was a bit of a schmozzle in the uh, 
dug out and we just looked that we weren't playing our certain kind of a game. And then in the, we also kind of, Rory O'Connor was doing well in the first 10, 12 minutes and Conor Mack, we stopped giving the red ball in. We were shooting from kind of incredible distances. Now we got a couple of points, two great points from Simon Donoghue, but I think we had 21 wides, lads. You know, I mean, surely the penny should have dropped at some stage, dropped the ball a little bit uh, uh, closer to the full forward line, give them a bit of a chance because 21 wides is not acceptable at this level, really, you know, and just one thing went from, went from bad to the other. But, I will have to give Westmead, they had an incredible passion, some very good hurlers. I mean, I don't have to tell you about Killian Doyle. Um, I thought I was very impressed with David Lennon, the former Galway man. He, uh, he, you know, he played very well. He got the line uh, at the end of it. But I mean, it was a very, very tough type of game. But our lads, I just the atmosphere up there even before the game, you know, going around. We were all talking about Kilkenny, how the Kilkenny Dublin game would go this morning. I'm not saying the players were that way. But we were all talking about next week, and that'll be the big one. It was a bit like I remember years ago in Buffers Alley. Uh, uh, what do you call him? Uh, John Doyle used to always say to us, uh, "If a good boxer, no matter how good a boxer you are, if you leave yourself open to that sucker punch to put you backwards, you can be in trouble." And I think we left ourselves a little open to that sucker punch that we weren't expecting. And I, I Ben, I don't know if whether that explains it, but we we never really had composed ourselves over the full hour really never had you know and uh, which is surprising because we're a pretty experienced team you know like what I would say on those issues you said went wrong allowing them to poke out allowing them to come up the field that's an issue we saw against Dublin it's an issue we saw against Galway missed chances is an issue we particularly saw against Dublin we should have won the Dublin game with that and it just hasn't seemed to correct itself we, we know they're working on it uh Dara Egan stressed in his interview, we continue to work on it. He didn't say we will work on it. He said we continue to work on it. Is there hope that, you know, things will things will click at the weekend? You know, things <laughs> yeah, will just go right on a day. Yeah, well, well, the, the, the one thing, and I, I said in an article early in the year, and this is not the present team, but it's back when I was hurling, you know. I, I, I remember 1988, in my, my very, very early years, uh, Tom Reardon, the great, uh, reporter did an article on Wexford and I think it was I don't know what results it was shortly after we were playing Kilkenny in the Leinster Championship very good Kilkenny team we were kind of running around the field in Belfield and I remember Tom O'Reardon referring to us this was two weeks before we played Kilkenny in Leinster semi-final and Tom O'Reardon referred to the Wexford guys as a motley crew I mean he could not see any hope of this Wexford team troubling Kilkenny in any way and I remember in the first, I think in the first 25 minutes, we were 4-8. We had 4-8 on the board. We absolutely hurled Kenny up a stick. Now, in the modern game, maybe that doesn't happen as much. But the one thing, Ben, about us is that the consistency of us is our inconsistency over, over the decades, over the years, in that we can go out and we've had some crazy results over the years. Um, and then we can go out and we can just give it a performance that just seems to, to say, where did that come from? But I, I'd, have, I'd have a belief in the lads, Ben and, and Gary. I would have a belief in the lads. I, I looked down through them, Mark Fanning, you know, Simon Donahue, Liam Ryan, Damien Rick. And, and let me point out that if there was an exception to our performance last weekend, it was Damien Rick. He did hurl well. You know, he was he was buzzing. He was here. He was there. And not saying but that, you know, you look up through Lee, uh, you look up through Jack O'Connor, you Rory, Connor Mack. These guys have great character and I'm hoping, I, you know, I was I was kind of, I, I was just thinking to myself, 
we don't need too many post-mortems this week. We know where we are. We know where the problems are. We, if we have to have a post-mortem, let's have it in a few weeks' time. But we just need to refocus really this week and try and get that performance that you know, we know is in the lads. But there's no doubt that, that morale, confidence, everything else is going to be hard this week. There's no doubt about that. But again, I go back, as I say, Westmead had a game plan, Joe Fortune. He knew us back to front and they did hurl very, very well. But at the end of the day, Kilkenny beat Westmead well. Galway gave them a fair hammering and we would have been, if we were seeing ourselves up in that area, we would be seen to be expected to do the same and it didn't happen. But, you know, I, I've never gone across the Black Stairs or I've never gone to Dublin and black and amber jerseys come out against us that I said, Jesus, you know, this does get our blood boiling. Look, you know, we, we, we will tear into it. But if I was to put the house on the game at the moment, lads, I don't think I'd be putting it on Wexford, would you? I wouldn't be putting the house on it, but I'm 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 confident. Yeah. Quietly confident. We don't like your negative talk. <laughs> oh no, it's not negative, but I don't mean to be negative. I, what I'm saying is I think we have the character, we have the players, I think we can pull it together. Um, but you know what? Last Saturday night won't do, lads, you know, and that's that's all I'm saying. You know, it's it's any kind of a performance like that, you know yourself, lads. Jesus, uh, it, it could be it could be a, a major problem. I mean, Cody for his you know, he, like we were hearing that all oh, things are not good. The handshake, mm-hmm. nobody's happy with the handshake, all that crack. He throws in King Kenny, Martin Keown and Alan Murphy to defy the logic that he doesn't name the team before it. And they just come up with incredible performances. The problem for that now is the likes of Billy Ryan, own Cody, who didn't really play as well as normal. Those guys are going to be at the edge of their seats and they're going to say, Jesus, we better. Uh, so they're going to have fair motivation going in here in the weekend as well. Yeah, Cody just seems to have a knack at doing that. I mean, the week, two weeks before, taking off TJ at halftime. I think, didn't he take off Walter Walsh at halftime at the weekend? Yeah. yeah. Um, to, there's Martin Keown after having a very strong league. Uh, I think he was whipped before halftime in their first match against Westmead. And he hasn't been seen again since the weekend. And he came up with another two goals. Yeah. Like he just has them, all all those lads chomping at the bit for their positions and not knowing that they're not safe. Yeah, but but you know, funny thing, uh, Gary, you've heard yourself obviously, and and then I I, I noticed with Martin Keown in particular. Remember, again, they played Cork down there in the I think it was one of the games in the league. Keown scored two goals in the first twenty minutes, and I'd say Cody took him off ten minutes into the second half. I sometimes think that that can erode confidences of fellas as well, but it doesn't yeah. seem to do that in Kilkenny. I don't know what you think about that. Right? I, I, it wouldn't help me now, I have to say. I, I did not. I did, I, that was the league semi-final, and I thought it was very strange that he was coming off uh, when things weren't going well because he had scored two goals. Now, he hadn't done enough a lot else, but yeah. if he's a player that can score goals the way he had been scoring goals the whole way through the league, it just seemed a bit premature to be taking him off. Personally, I wouldn't like it myself if <laughs> if I was given if, if things weren't going well for me and I was whipped at half time without you know you, you just want the chance to get back into it yeah and sometimes it's but, not, but, but even be... even Gary if things are going well you feel things are going well Cody is likely I mean if you yeah, yeah. five minutes he's likely there but that's look at eleven All Irelands in sixteen years this man is he's he, he's just done incredible things and. We can, you know, in fairness, it's been a fair rivalry in the last few years and we've probably done as well as we've ever done against Kilkenny in the last five years. And we can expect no mercy up here. You know, they're 
going to say, like, I mean, we're, we're, I, I would imagine at times, you know, when we celebrate Leinster finals and we, we, we talk ourselves up to Kilkenny lads are saying to themselves about God, we'd put them back in their place. And they, they would see this now. I mean, they have to win themselves to make sure, but they'd probably see this as a good opportunity to put Wexford back in their box for a, a little while if they can. Yeah, I think they will. And I'm hoping that that's where they'll fall down. Yeah. And I think Wexford, knowing that they want to do that, is where Wexford are going to stand up. Because yeah. as you said, Wexford, we have the players for the performances. And maybe maybe it's consistency that's lacking again. Wexford have had problems with consistency. But there's big performances. There's characters in there, as you mentioned. And there's a good management team there, like Niall, Willie and Dara. Like I know they're relatively inexperienced, but they'll they'll have a plan now for, for the weekend. Yeah. Do you think after beating Leash? so comfortably that there might have been complacency going into the Westmead game? I, I Gary, I, I went up, travelled up with my daughter and Shawnee Flood and, and uh, uh, Sarah Harding-Kenny, a great dual camogie player. We travelled up in the one car and, we, and I just felt that we were kind of going up to see how we were going for next week, you know. And now I'm not saying the players would have felt that. But we met a very, 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 what would the word be, and not so nice atmosphere in there. And that no, don't get me wrong, they weren't Westmead weren't doing that. By God, they the minute I saw them coming out in the field, they were well conditioned. They had some very very good hurlers, and they weren't up for the picnic. You know, they were going to. And I, and I think there was a certain little bit of complacency did set in, whether we like it or not. But if you look at the game as a whole, if we'd been playing Dublin and we twenty one wides, probably can see the two goals. Now I again, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this with sour grapes or anything like that. I felt the last goal was a square ball. You know, nobody even questioned it because. Well, look, I, I, I was only listening to you, to it, and I was hoping that there was going to be a whistle when, when in the commentary you were saying that that looked like it was in the square, but yeah. it was on the Sunday game, and it was he was clearly in the square. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it'd now, be. I don't think we could go on the Sunday game camera now for any. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It wasn't the strongest. Well, well, I have to. I have to be honest with you when you say that, Ben. I definitely would have recorded it better on my own phone than <laughs> on the game. I couldn't. Have, we we have a guy um, down here, Finbar Flanagan. I don't know if you know Finbar, but he does a lot of the uh, the um, you know recording, and he does everything. He's a fantastic guy, most incredible guy you've ever seen on on videos and just knowing stuff. But I tell you, Finbar would do something on that game. I mean, if they even asked him to do it, he would. He would make RT blush by what they put it was a disgrace what they put out I don't care if their cameras were anywhere you know Finbar Finbar uses a, a, quite a good camera and whatever but he, he I mean this this guy would he, he should be working in RT this guy if, you know going on what I saw I thought it was terrible it was terrible really you know yeah you have to wonder did they just send somebody up because then they were thinking it would just be a two minute segment in the in the on the Sunday game, or yeah. did the main camera break and this was a backup camera? Or I mean, that's that's not that. That's, Wexford we, may have been complacent, but I'd say RTE were complacent as well. Uh, <laughs> I'd say they were. Then, to be honest with you, I I know I, it was the camera they had because I happened. I think I saw it, and it, it wasn't the size of a of a. a, a, a I don't know what uh, it, it was like. It was taken on a plate on a camera. That's right. And you see, I I just think that um, that what you're dead right. What the RT were doing there, and you know, they were saying to themselves, "Well, 
we'll show a bit of it and then we'll be able to say that Wexford uh, romped on to victory in the last 15, 20, and they wouldn't even have to show that part of it, you know, but yeah. I suppose we, we, uh, we could go back to RTE in a few minutes if you want. <laughs> I'll tell you, there are times that are nearly driving me mad now, I have to say, Ben, you know, even on the Sunday game, but anyway, that's another another day's work. <laughs> I, I, I did want to ask a question, like, how fine is the line between confidence and arrogance or com- confidence and complacency yeah i i think it i think it depends on the player i i don't think in fairness westmead you know again we want to be careful in that we they deserve to win the game i know for myself that draw, draw the game <laughs> draw the game Jeez, yeah draw the game. and you know what uh, gary it, it just felt going out you were so i was so deflated and i, I met a lot of you like that it wasn't it wasn't the draw even but yeah I, yeah i think it depends on the player some players absolutely work brilliantly with, I won't even call it arrogance, but confidence. I remember Larry O, you know, Larry would be in the dressing room and he'd, he'd be smiling and he'd be saying like, I'm going to hurl the whole field out here. And that's the way Larry O, that's the way he was. Whereas maybe you had somebody like uh, Liam Dunn who was kind of over in the corner and he was nervous and he was, you know, he was, he was, looking. but I think it depends on the player. And I just think a few things went wrong. I, th- I, th- I you know, last week, as I say, our, our shooting just went completely haywire kind of and there was no doubt that you know they got two goals out of blue as well really you know and uh, yeah I, I think I think you can be overcome there's no doubt about it and when the setback comes then that's when you when you when you have a problem you know but do you know what I, I'd say what we need to do nearly is is just put it into the, the big thing for us now at the moment Gary is to make up for this next Saturday evening you know yeah. because don't we're going to have a, we're going to have a whole year or six months to think about it like you know and, and that's why we really are looking for performance, and 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 the, look at the performance is there. There's no doubt about it. We have, I I I'm a big fan of young Connell Flood. It's not because I'd be friendly with Shawnee, but I think he's a fella that brings drive to the thing. You know, he'll 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 take you on, and I think you know if we get Liam Hogue and these guys, they'll take the Kenny lads on. I know that in fairness to um Matthew Hanlon, he'll drag lads in together, Lee Chin, and you know I I'll tell you, you know Kilkenny. You know, they, they 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 could be on the opposite side of it now. You know, they I'm sure they're very confident for next weekend. But you know, maybe we'll do a, a Westmead to them, like you know. Yeah, I also think that it's it's very easy to get carried away with our result because, I mean, okay, we drew against Westmead, and on paper that looks terrible, but that's giving Westmead no credit for their performance. Yes, and it's not taken into account all those things that don't normally happen. Twenty-one wides compared to Westmead's ten. I think forty-five scoring chances Wexford have had, and they got twenty-one. Um, the the goals, like one of them being last minute, and the other one being a, a, a very uncharacteristic mistake from Mark Fanning. Like before that week, before the weekend, we were we were confident because we had just hammered leash and we had I thought was a good performance against Dublin even though it was a one point loss but it was only a one point loss and we mm. nearly drew it at, at, at the at the end uh, if, if you look at other teams like look at Waterford after the league they were the only team that were going to be able to challenge uh, Limerick and now they're relying on results whereas Wexford it's in our own hands Cork were an embarrassment up until the weekend and now one win that they've got and now they're back the championship is in their hands again they, if they win at the weekend they're through yeah I, I agree with you I, I think what we have to do and I, I think you've hit on something there Gary what we have to do is realise this is still in our own hands 
Yeah. You know, but did we still like, you know, at the start of the year, if we said we have to be Kilkenny to get into the rest of the championship and we'd have been saying, well, that's not too bad. You know, we'll, we'll go for it. And I think the irony and an incredible irony is that Watford, who I and now I did say early on in the year, I said Munster could be a, a, a quagmire for them. But Watford, from what I saw in the league semi-final, I'm a bit sad to see them that they could go out of the championship because I still think they are one of the few teams that could go close to beating Limerick, you know, but I think they have the physicality. But Watford in an awful position at the moment. And uh, who would have said that five, six weeks ago when we stepping out of yeah. Nolan Park or even the league final? And, you know, so hurling is a very, very funny game. And, and uh, we've seen so many times where the unexpected has happened. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying it's unexpected with Wexford, but effectively the last time we played Wexford, we went to extra time with them. We've effectively the same group of players out there at the moment, effectively the same panel, and there's nothing to say that we can't go out and, and give them a right rattle. But Watford are, are you know, I, I wouldn't like to see them go out to the championship at the moment. But by God, I wouldn't like to be in their position either, like, you know. And, and you know, in fairness to them, I suppose the, the Austin Gleeson sending off, and look, you can't argue with it, but I'm a little bit, and I, I know that's some change subject a bit, but I, I'm a little bit... I don't know. I don't. Fair enough. Austin was wrestling. It was technically two yellow cards, but God, lads, I hate seeing fellas getting sent off. Like fellas are banging into each other. It's a very tough game. I don't think they, you know, if they're if they if they react a little bit, I don't think they should um, get the, uh, you know, get they should be getting the line too easily. And and again, I'll move on to. Um, Garod Hegarty, and I know there's a lot of, I know Garod is a little bit wild with the hurl and things like that, and that's the way he is. He's a huge big man. But, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't subscribe to the way Don Logue is always going on about him. You know, he like he shouldn't have been sent off last weekend. That's the truth of it for me anyway, you know. So there is a lot of, some of the players are under a lot of pressure from the pundits and things like that. And kind of it's very easy to sit up now after retiring and kind of condemn these fellas for doing what. But the game is gone. The game is a lot more physical than when we played it, like, you know, and there are going to be knocks and bumps. And I think we have to give them a little bit of leeway. Maybe Maybe you don't agree with me on that, lads. No, I absolutely agree that I well, being, think... being from Ascomore, you'd want to agree with me anyway, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap shot. Says <laughs> I from Bubber Daddy. <laughs> uh, I don't think either of them were red cards. Hegarty's more so than Austin's. But what I like, like Hegarty's first yellow was was a bit. It was very fairly ridiculous. Um, yeah. He wasn't going to take a short sideline. Be, but at the same time, he was making sure that he, your man is here blocking me. He was trying to get him a yellow card, really. That's right, yeah. But yeah. um, he didn't. I don't think he deserved yellow for that. Yeah. And the second one, I don't think that was. He, he, it's not a yellow card. But did he give the referee an excuse or a, a potential reason? And if you're doing that, I mean, the lesson for him should be not to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. some referees. Like I, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think Callum Lines, not Callum Lines. Callum Lines is one of the better referees. And if yeah. you give him uh, a decision to make, it's potential to be the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah. Because there was yeah. a bit of a swing of a hurl. It didn't hit the Clare player. The Clare player dived on the ground, and he got Hegarty that second yeah. yellow card. Yeah. But uh, if Hegarty didn't swing the hurl. Wouldn't True, have, yeah, you, you're right. Been in the position. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And in fairness, from the umpire's viewpoint, I, I just, on the television, looking at from behind the goal, it looked like he swung into him. But I, I don't know. Yeah, the umpire should not, be, he should be saying, it looked like it, but I did. I can't tell from here. You see, <laughs> that, that's the thing. 
the, the how could the umpire tell from there yeah it brings us again to the other thing like the hand pass rule and I know that's a, but what they're saying about the hand pass rule if the referee doesn't see a clear striking action he gives a free so that yeah. means if the referee is behind the player he'll give a free because he won't see a strike they should say if he sees that he throws it he gives the free yeah, and again, yeah. you have to see, before you send the man off, I don't think anybody will argue with somebody if they say, we're not sending him off because I actually didn't see it. You know, I I, I remember um, remember some of the good referees over the years and, you know, the likes of um, Dickie Murphy and fellas like that, you know, over the years. And, you know, the first thing, I remember Nicholas Kyo as well from Club On. Nicholas used to referee uh, quite a lot. And Nicholas would always say to you, look, lads, maybe it happened, but I didn't see it. There's nothing they can do with none of us. And I think if you don't see it, you, you have to. If be very you don't careful. see it, yeah. When yeah. it's such a big decision, you can't just. Yeah. You can't be guessing. No, no. You, you can't be. You can't be uh, sending a lad off if if you're guessing. Yeah, yeah. But then, just as you say, lads wouldn't complain if you didn't send people off. <laughs> Look at Aaron Galland the last two years against Tipperary. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. People will complain. Ah, yeah, but you know what? And that's refereeing for you. But but and I, I nobody knows better than myself because I probably do give a few shouts here and there, and and have paid the price there, Gary, over the last couple of months. <laughs> but uh, and then, but uh, so you know, in fairness, uh, it's 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 an almost impossible situation. You know what? I make one last point on refereeing, and I think it's a big point. I happen to be refereeing an old blitz game that we had the Mickey Laughing tournament down here for brilliant tournament, sunshine and on Saturday and great. But I ended up refereeing two or three games. But the way they work it. I had um, Ian Wickham, Ian was doing this, both the score, he kept the score for me and kept the time. So all I had to do was referee it. I actually think now that we should keep the score and the time away from the referee. Like most of these short puckouts and that referee is getting the book, he's trying to put in the score, he's trying, just take it away from them and, and have their umpires or whoever doing that. I'll tell you, it takes a queer lot of breath. And, and as a result, I gave an exhibition referee in lads. <laughs> I was on the ball, so I was. No doubt you but, did, Tom. But, but it, should, it would help referees, I think, wouldn't it? It, it would. I think, they, I think you're 100% correct with that, Tom. Like other yeah. people are like having two referees. That'll just create more freeze. Absolutely. On a second referee. No, <laughs> yeah. more freeze. Yeah, we'll end up then. We'll end up. We won't be able to do anything then. Yeah. <laughs> Tell everyone we'll, to be watching. There'll be no talking off the ball if one referee doesn't <laughs> have to look for the ball. You know, that's right. Yeah, but no, I just think that there, there's some simple things we can do to help the referee if he doesn't see the troll, if he doesn't know that it's definitely a troll. Don't give the free. He can't do it, and that's not his yeah. fault. And the other thing is take the timekeeping and also take the um the score key scorekeeping out of his hands. And he doesn't even the only thing he needs is his cards and. Mark, I, I think it'd be a help anyway, you know. There's one particular thing, criticism that's been going on about refs that I, I actually hate now. I think, was it Colin Lyons went to check with his umpire and he went to check with his linesman. I, like, I don't, people were criticising because he went to the umpire who was 60 yards away. Surely a ref shouldn't be criticised for trying for to get as much information yeah. as he possibly can. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Uh, and again, th- th- I was refereeing under 11 thing and I'm not loud. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'd probably be arguing with referees again, but uh, I was refereeing an under 11 game. And honest to God, even keeping up with that and seeing and being sure that you've seen what you've seen, that it's, oh, I totally agree with you then, you know, it, 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 we, we should, it, they should be allowed to, and I think it shows a bit of calmness to do that as well now, you know, and in fairness, uh, I suppose to James Owens, the sending off of Austin, they were, if you want to put it, they were probably two yellows. So it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to see a bit of discretion used. You see that the whole time. I, I particularly hate that double yellow where the ref doesn't see it, but I know there was a bit of a scuffle. 
So yeah. we give two yellows. Yeah. I really don't like it, but that's the way it, it always yeah. is. And in fairness, James Owens during I I on Kel, on the Austin Leeson one, I I think he's just a brilliant player. And I felt sorry for him because you do get tangled up and guys, they did wrestle a little bit. So effectively James Owens was only standing about 10, 15 yards away from it, like you know. So in fairness. And you see if these assessors up in the thing then, and if they don't pick these things up, they're they won't get the next game, you know. Yeah, for, for the Austin Gleason one, I, at the time watching it, uh, it didn't really show that he was involved. It looked more like the Cork player was holding him down. And yeah. I do think that the Cork player was probably looking for it, knowing that, knowing that Austin's yeah. on the yellow. But yeah. I still think that Austin reacted and he gave the referee, the referee a decision to make. Yeah. And I think that was more more of a of a yellow card than, than Hegarty's. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I, I don't I don't think he can have complaints. I don't. No. no. I don't to, want to see him sent off for it, but I don't want to see, I don't think no. he can have too many complaints. No, no. Back to the most important issue, which is Oxford <laughs> versus Kilkenny. I don't care if Austin Gleason gets sent off, really. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you you sound very like Jerry Ford, and I've I've never I've never met two men that are uh, Totally. Jerry, I, I, no, I think we're all a bit that way, but you're right. You're right. Will Jerry be getting his P45 now after? No, no, no. We, 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 there was, see, there was nobody injured in the box, and that was important. Although I tell you, I've yeah. never seen, never seen Spratt as that. And he's, he's a dangerous looking man, all five foot five of him, and he's uh, angered <laughs> like that. Now, he, he doesn't like being plugged out, so he doesn't. But uh, I tell you, Jerry is. Who, who calmed him down? Bart. Well, I, I was gone. I I left the box at this stage because any any sign of a row at all, I mean, I'm so <laughs> I, <laughs> I I have had enough ball that anyway. But uh, no, but uh, no, you're right, Ben. It's 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 it is a big big weekend for us now. There's no doubt about it. Next weekend, so like the matchups, Matt O'Hanlon has been following TJ Reid around the last few times we've played. Is that going to happen again? One maybe possibly one last battle between the two of them. Yeah, we we played Matthew, I think wing back. You remember against Leash, and I th- I thought that was maybe in preparation for Wally Walsh, uh, but Wally of course was taken off at half time last week. So now I, I presume Walter will start because he's a player of highly. But I would think that maybe Matthew TJ will spend most of his time around the um, uh, centre forward mark. I'd say you know in centre forward. Uh, but because I'd be honest with you, I think you need a stand-up player on TJ. You have to, like Damien has been playing centre-back. Damien is cleaning up so much ball. I think it'll give him a bit of freedom maybe to move around a little bit because he's excellent. There was one thing that Damien Reck did last weekend. It was a high ball dropped into Mark about halfway through the second half and Mark was one-on-one with the forward. And I just, I just couldn't, but Damien Reck, he seemed to be really heavy spits about him. He reacted very quickly. He was the one player that was there to, to clean that up so I, t- I don't think I'd be giving Damien the job of maybe centre-back marking TJ Reid I'd give him a little bit more leeway not that he wouldn't be able to do it and put Matthew I hope Liam Ryan is okay as well as he went off um, yeah with a shoulder with a, yeah yeah. It, yeah it seemed to be somewhere up around the chest or the shoulder so I haven't heard any um, but I mean what a loss that would be like for us you know he's he'd, he'd be a he'd be a huge loss really he'd wouldn't he loss yeah um, yeah, I actually, I think I, I, I know. I think back to 2019 when Wexford beat Kilkenny, and there was the draw then in Wexford Park as well. But Matt did pick up TJ, and Potty Foley picked up Wally Walsh, and I thought they both won those two battles. So yeah. if if Wally does start, I, I, I think that could be the way to go myself. 
Yeah, um, I think I think the other worry as well, Gary Adrian Mullen just seems to be. Uh, you know, we know what potential this guy has, but he hit five points the other night. He seems to be just after finding form at the wrong time for us or the, the right time for Kilkenny really. So it'll be yeah. interesting just to see who we kind of get to do that job as well, a kind of such, you know. So it'll be it'll be an interesting one, you know. Yeah, and like and the, there's own Cody as well. There's we we've yeah. we, we mentioned them all earlier. There's Billy Ryan, yeah. there's Martin Cohn. <laughs> yeah, and, and Billy Ryan, I mean, who was probably maybe or close to being their best forward last year. You know, he was an incredible he was I mean, he wasn't started last on last Saturday. Like he was named on the team. And as far as I know, he didn't start. Like you just wonder what's going on behind <laughs> behind closed doors and kick any training, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm reading on Larkin's book at the moment, and you do <laughs> you get little insights here and there. Yeah, I had yeah. I had the, I had the misfortune of having to hurl on Owen a few times, or not Owen. Sorry, I thought Philly. I was. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking further back on. You know, <laughs> would be very interesting. Now I'll tell you. Thank God I didn't have to mark him. <laughs> I'd have to expect that Liam McGovern will take Adrian Mullen. He's been playing midfield lately, hasn't he? Yeah, he's. He, he he was named yeah he was named number ten but he he comes out a lot of kind of the the other thing is lads am I allowed to mention the dreaded sweeper word but yeah. you know if yeah, we no, we have no issue <laughs> nor I either no I I I I'd be a bit like yourself Ben if Wexford play four goalkeepers and and the other eleven in the defence when we win I don't mind by a point to nil but I'm just thinking the Kilkenny were the one team that did struggle a bit with our sweeper system. You know, over the last couple of years, and uh, I just—I'm not saying we should do it, but I'm just saying that it, it, we need to look at every option to see what would be best to um, to minimise their attacking threat, really. You know, now again, that leaves the Rory and it leaves poor Connor up on their own, and kind of you know they're trying to fight for the ball with maybe three or four players around them. But we just need to look at every avenue this weekend to make sure that we can get the the, the required results, really. Yeah, Davy Davy Fitz said on a. On an article there recently, I, I think I mentioned the dreaded sweeper, and he said he's, he he thinks that um, people of my era don't understand the sweeper concept. So maybe maybe Ledgy should be interviewing somebody younger than me. I, but I do get I do get a fair grasp of the sweeper concept. <laughs> I I always laugh when I hear these lads talking about the modern game and whatever. You know, it's 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 still the same game that we all played, and it's not. I I don't think it's rocket science yet, lads. I think. I think a lot of people are getting getting paid a lot of money to, to, to turn it into something very complicated now, I have to say, you know. I think everyone basically plays a sweeper. Just uh, Wexford's... Different forms of it. Wexford's under Davy was just more pronounced, as in he was always yeah. there. But the other yeah. teams just drop someone back on a regular basis. I think you're right. And I think even back years ago, I, I remember even heard him up over Zali, like say, say we were playing the county semi-final and we were four or five points up. Myself and Paddy Dunne, who used to play two wing forwards, but we would automatically, if we were just holding a lead for the last couple of maybe five ten minutes, we just drop back behind behind our midfield, you know, and and that that's been happening since time immemorial, really. It's just that we put a name on it now, kind of as such, you know. And I think Kilkenny will even do it as well, uh, Ben. You know, they'll like how many times like I know TJ now, maybe the legs are not the way they were a few years ago, but you've seen TJ in his own half back line a lot of time picking up ball and delivering it and whatever. So I, just, I don't think it's a, a concept that, that people can take great credit for inve- uh, inventing or whatever, you know. Now you mentioned the ball wasn't going in as much to Rory and Connor. Like they are, there's no getting away from it. They are our two best forwards. They're our two most dangerous. But if you class Lee Chin as a forward, maybe not a midfielder, half or whatever, but they are our two most biggest threats 
in front of goal. Like, yeah, will they're, we be able to get the ball into them this weekend? Well, as you're, you're what you're saying there is they're the Harry Harry Kane and the Mo Salah of of, of the soccer world. Really, they, these are the guys that make it happen. When of course, it, it Kilkenny again will crowd the fence as well. Um, ben, you know, as I said, it won't necessarily use a sweeper; it won't be as pronounced, but they will crowd the fence. This is the key to our performance. We found it very difficult, as I say, um, when Niall Mitchell went back. Uh, he went back kind of into the half-back line. We found it quite difficult to get the ball to our full forward line. In the first 10, 15 minutes, the ball was sprayed, cross-field ball. We had room. Rory was just going to town. Conor Mack picked up a couple of points. Oshin Foley, I think, picked up a point. But for some reason, we, we, we just stopped doing that. You know, we were... We were just electing to take long shots and they're great when they go over. And I have to say it's it's, it's brilliant, you know, and, and great to see kind of halfbacks, wingbacks, cornerbacks coming up and getting points. But I think that 75 to 80 percent of the time, the ball should be played directly to the forward unless you have a straight shot at goal. And that's from 60 or 70 yards. When you go back to 80, 90 yards, the level of chance on the long strike you know, it gets more and um, more chancy really at that stage. And I just think that we need to make sure I think there's two things we need to do. We need to obviously negate some of our big players. We need to close down our defence to condense back at the back. Whatever way we do that, we're going to have to do it. And we need to try and open Kilkenny up and give the likes of Rory, the likes of Lee, those guys, a good opportunity to run at the Kilkenny backs. I mean, one of the biggest losses, and it wasn't maximised last week, but Hugh Lawler, for me, is possibly the best back that Kilkenny have. I mean, this guy, he's been playing fullback the last couple of years. Even the Welsh Cup, I was watching, he played centre-back. He Now, again, he may be back for this weekend. Conor Delaney is a very effective fullback, but Hugh Lawler is probably one of the top three fullbacks in the country. So there is a kind of, there must be, you know, Mikey Butler is doing very well, Tommy Welch is doing very well in the corners, but there is, there is some effect that we can have if Hugh Lawler is now standing there in the middle. And I think that's where we need to try and exploit Kenny, get the ball in quickly and try and get the boys to take him on. You know, like Rory, every time Rory gets the ball, you can almost see the panic in the opposition defence. And, you know, I would say Connor Brown, he seems to be the guy that, that gets the job of picking Rory up when they're playing against Kenny. But Rory's a good record against Kenny. And remember that 2019, he was the one that got the penalty. He, he'll have no fears of playing against the Kenny defence. And I think if there's anywhere to get at Kenny, it is maybe back, you know, in or around that half forward, full forward line. And you know what, lads, we we have the players to do it. Like, you know, I mean, you know, you look, I think Jack O'Connor, I think, you know, probably has been unlucky in that maybe the confidence is a little bit down with Jack in that he seems to be the first player to go to the ball has been taken off. But I think Jack can do a job. Lee, we know what Lee Ching can do, you know, if if things are um if things are going the, the likes of Connor Mac Rory, you know, we have a few forwards that we can we can bring in and and, and do do a job. But you know, I'm going to make a, a statement. But ne- next year, I, I, I'm going to make a funny statement there, Gary. Uh, I always, I've always had this dream. I know that we need forwards and whatever, but I've always had this dream of playing Lee Chin centre back for Wexford. Would you believe? I I always think that he would be the most commanding guy that you could put into that position. You know, he, and I think he would score maybe a couple of points from there just as easily. I saw him playing against Outward a few years ago. Now. This weekend, it'll be a bit early to be doing that, I suppose. But I was just saying, I remember he played against Owler in the championship a few years ago and probably the best exhibition I've ever seen from a centre-back in Belfield. But anyway, that's uh, that's for another day, as the fellow says. But uh, I just think that we, we we need to kind of get the ball into the full forward line and condense our defence. That's That goes without saying, really, you know. I'd love yeah. to clone Lee Chin, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Limbarn are going to play in the first round of the championship the Harriers this but don't clone them before that anyway, uh, Ben or we Limbarn have could have a problem. Maybe his clone his clone could pay for that play for Askamore. Yeah, we'd we'd have one in the backs and one in the forwards. <laughs> and then, yeah, but I know, and I mean, you know, that we we've some fine hurlers, and again, lads, you, you know, we we wouldn't want to. And this is one thing I'd, I'd advise people over the next couple of days: make your mind up to go and support this team. You know, they deserve our support, and they're you know they're they're a great side. They've given us many many big days over the last while, and I think they can, they're well capable of giving us a few more. Although I see the Camogie and its best. Uh, Best business again of uh, fixed Wexford versus Cork at five o'clock in Belfield on Saturday evening. That's uh, I don't know. I think they wait till the uh, men's fixtures come out and uh, try. Like I mean, why they wouldn't just move that match to two o'clock? Like I don't know. But anyway, another another rant for me there, lads. So now probably, do I sound like I'm in a bad humour this week? I do. <laughs> well, I think we're all in bad humours, but it'll all be it'll all be uh... It'll be okay come Saturday evening because absolutely because I I think I think they'll do it. Westmead obviously have a Wexford man in charge of them, Joe Fortune, who's yeah. been in charge of Dublin underage teams, Dublin club teams. He's a great, he's a great record. Obviously, it looks pretty good on his CV to get that draw against Wexford. Are we, are we missing something that we haven't had him more involved in Wexford setups? Yeah, it's, well, it's a fair point, Ben. Um, I think he was involved with our under twenty team, maybe over the last year, couple of years, you know, at some point over it. But he has never been really given a prolonged... Now, I, I don't know whether it would suit Joe himself because he is living in Dublin that at the moment, isn't he? But I would have clashed swords with Joe many years ago in 2007, you know, uh, with the Wexford minor team. And even back that far, like, I mean, that's seven, that's 15 years ago, Joe was working the article for Dublin and uh, he has a huge experience in the game. There's no doubt about that. And Richie Flynn was up with him as well. And they, you know, they've done well. They are they are guys for, for the future. And certainly, you know, whether it be senior or under 20 or or I think we have a good under 20 setup, good minor setup, um, you know, I, I, I and good senior setup, but certainly he's he's a guy that I think we, we you know we should be getting getting involved because they can't be, you know, your own he's one of our own as well, which is which is very important to kind of but I think in fairness to though to Dar Egan. He's come in this year. There's a number of things. There's there's a little bit of a, of a changeover in styles and everything else. And uh, he's been a little bit unlucky. If we'd have got that win against Dublin, I think you know the confidence would have been up. And like that 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 was a game we should have won, and we didn't. And you know we had a good league. And I think this is going to be a process, Ben. You know that's going to be a process. It's going to take Dara two or three years to get everything in play. If we could get a win on Saturday evening, that'll throw us right back into the mix. And, you know, we saw with Cork and Watford last week, anything can happen, but it's going to take a couple of years. And, and he is trying to introduce new players and things like that, and maybe slightly new style as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, like, realistically, he, he's only in there six months. Yeah, and there's yeah. Only, there's only so much you can do. I mean, if you, if you, I'm not I'm not saying that he's going he's the next Liam Griffin, but if you look back to Liam Griffin's first year, '95, and losing to Mead and people wanting him out straight away. I mean, again, I'll go back to it. We overreact too much at times, I think, to, to one result here or there where yeah. like there's a bigger well, picture at play. I mean, even is, the, the minors, I, I saw huge reactions on social media on that. And I don't think people realised how good that leash team were. They went on to beat Kilkenny and they were they were beaten by Offaly last yeah. night in, in, the, in the Leinster final. Yeah, you see, we, we've no God-given right, really, Gary, you know, we're, 
we're not going to win as many All Irelands as like Sikil Kenny or whatever. But I mean, you know, you look as well. I I was going back into the eighties, but the eighty four, the last, I think the last competitive game that Wexford played in eighty four was Roscommon in the Centenary Cup. And they were beaten by Roscommon in the Centenary Cup, which went down in the folklore. And uh, I remember uh, we the next game we played was Kilkenny and Leinster semi-final and we came back in one of the greatest days that ever was in Crow Park. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're, I, I actually remember as well myself because I was, I was brought into the Wexford panel the Friday evening before the Roscommon game. And I wasn't in Roscommon, I'd like to point that out as well. But then I went to, there was a meeting on Tuesday evening. That was my first training session about what happened in Roscommon and I got a phone call on Thursday morning said I was dropped out of the panel so I, I had a very uh, fleeting uh, run in the extra panel I think it was in for a week that time but I'm just saying that, that we, you know that, that every so often we've had results I actually think in fairness to Westmead again we have to be very careful here this Westmead team were no slouches last weekend you know by God they did hurl well they were well drilled they were well marshaled so I wouldn't even equate it to those results I just think Westmead are a good bit better but the irony for them is they're going to have to get leash are the best men for pulling out uh, results in relegation. Last again. year they've done it in the league against in, in the league against um, Antrim. Yeah, yeah. They did it last year against Antrim. Yeah, they bet Dublin a few years ago, uh, and then like that 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 result. I mean, it's pretty meaningless for Wexford and Westmead at the end of the day. Wexford still need to go and beat Kilkenny. Westmead still need to go and beat Leash. Yeah, and, and the irony of it is really, uh, Gary, if you think about it, is what you've just said, that really if it, the, the big game of the year for, for Joe Fortune and his men is next weekend. It's not the yeah. Wexford game. There's a feel-good factor. There's a historical factor to get a draw with Wexford and Leicester Championship. At the end of the day, it'll count for nothing if they don't stay in the Lee McCarthy next year. So, you know, that's, that's, that's hurling for you, you know? Yeah. Now, Tom, we'll move on to our Hurler of the Week, which is sponsored yeah. by Boland's Wexford Ford, the official Ford dealership, located in Ferrybank, Wexford, number one for new and used cars in Ireland. We'll Don't give you the... Um, do, do, the do, do, they get, do they get a free car for that? Or anything? Yeah. <laughs> and no, no. I, you know, yeah, Gary, has never put me on notice or, or uh, Ben on this one now, but uh, no, I... I from listening to the program I knew it was coming up and you know look it wasn't all doom and gloom last weekend and there were some good performances around the field but for me the player of the week would have to be Damien Rick uh, he was the one shining light I just thought I thought he was he was at the level that we needed to be at he was looking very very sharp he was going forward backwards and he's had he's having a very very good season and yes, for me yeah. The, the, the player of the week for me would be I, I don't know whether you'd agree with me on that one that's what he would be my player of the week He's ben our, a suggestion our player of the championship so far really isn't he yeah he, he has been very very consistent um, uh, Ben I think you know and uh, I know and, and I think you know after Sunday evening we'll be looking at other guys and we'll be saying Jesus you know I was all you know that, 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 that I, th- I think I just have a feeling on, on the weekend I'm not going to say we're going to go up and beat Kilkenny by six I or seven will. Yeah, I, I I wish they would, but I'll tell you this. I know that I know that these men are made of good stuff. I I know them. I know every one of them individually, and I know we're not going up to kick any. As Tony Dorn used to say, we're not going up for the drive, lads. We're going up to give these guys a right rattle. And you know what? It's one game. Stay in the championship. And I think if results went in a peculiar way, we could you could nearly end up in the Leinster final, couldn't you? Or could you end up in the Leinster final? I think we'd need to beat Kilkenny by a lot. 
Although uh, if, if Dublin were, oh yeah, of course Dublin would be three-way playoff for Dublin. It, be, it'll yeah. be points difference if yeah. um, if Galway beat Dublin and Wexford beat Kilkenny, and then we w- we have a better points difference than Dublin, but we'd need to beat Kilkenny by a lot to overtake their points difference. But there there is a chance. I'm just happy to be, win the game and let's get to the ne- get to the next round of the All Ireland Championship. You're like us all, Ben. If we're standing on Monday, I don't care whether it's in uh, uh, Joe McDonough playing one of the Joe McDonough teams to get into the quarter final or a Leinster final. We, we'll we'll accept anything, and and you know what? Yeah, and it's just, in our hands. I, say, I mean, that's that's the most important thing. Waterford, it's not in their hands. Tipperary, it's not in their hands. Yeah, Leash and Westmead are their the relegation is in their hands, but. They can't get through. Wexford, yeah. it's in our hands at the weekend. Absolutely. And yeah. them lads are going to stand up. Conor yeah. Mack is going to have a, a horror of a game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? There's no better man to do it. You know, I mean, I mean, these guys, these guys, will, you know, I look through, I, I have a program there in front of me. I look through the chins, the Ushin Foley's, you know, got a few points. I look through the Rory O'Connors, the Conor Macks, the Liam Oggs, the Dermot O'Keefe's, the Matthew O'Hanlon's, the Mark Fanning's, the Liam Ryan's. They're not too bad. These lads are not, not absolutely not. I know. I know it's only the Walsh Cup, and if we talk about the league, it's only been the league. We we talk about the Walsh Cup only being the Walsh Cup, but in the semi final of that, or, or the round robin of that, I think Mac got six points. Hugh Lawler, as you said, he was out centre back that day, so I think it was Tommy Walsh that could have been full back, but it'll be probably Connor Delaney on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But Mac got six points from play. I think Oshin Foley got six points from play too that day. And and Connell Flood got four, I think, from when we yeah, met that day. Also, that's that's twelve, that's sixteen points on the board already. That's so a good start. It's a good and, start. And, and we haven't even brought Rory on the boys into it yet. <laughs> yeah. So, and <laughs> the truth, like you'd have to cheer me up no end, so you've heard Stephen. So yeah. Sure. If we do, if we do get the victory, we'll be favourites for the championship again. Then I'd say. Yes, but we'll be, we 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 as I say, we don't do half measures. Then no. we'll be. Uh, What's we'll the be point in that now? Ah, yeah, we will. We'll. But look, at, do you know what? We, we've got a lot of good days with these guys. And please God, the be- there's better days ahead even. Thank you very much, Tom, for, for joining us again. Yeah, thanks a million, Tom. That was great. Thanks, lads. And listen, keep up the good work. I love, I love listening in to you there. Thank you. So. Glad to hear it. Matthew Hallen trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matthew Hallen. Thanks to Tom for joining us again. Always great to have him on the podcast just for a chat because he's just just a good guy. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it. He rang me earlier. Did he ring you, Gary? I had a missed call. Uh, ben, but I never, I didn't get it. Why? What? What happened? He rang me, and he's he was looking. He wanted to know did I know anybody who had the keys to Cusick Park in Mullingar? And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't really know anyone in Mullingar to be honest. And anyway, apparently, he wants. He's gone up and he bought a new camera, and his girlfriend is going to film him and he's going to be as long as he can get in which I'm sure he will somehow he plans to make a video on himself doing his stuff putting balls over the bar doing things hurling wise in Cusick Park and then 
he hopes to send it to Dara. That's my understanding. You can also send it to RTE and show them how to take videos in Mullingar. Yeah, that is, that is very true. That is very true. His, <laughs> his video can't be any worse now, in fairness. <laughs> well, best of luck with, to him with that. Yeah, anyway, it's a strange one. Yeah, it's... it's uh... Thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back soon with another podcast, hopefully talking about a brilliant win. Thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking pain. Hello, Wexford!